are the future. So listen close. Reality is a lot deeper than many realize. From ideas to creation to wonder. The AOK podcast to me is a wonderland of possibilities. Around here, the subject is what we appreciate in our realities. So welcome. Join me and others as we voyage on adventures and discussions through pop culture with many thoughts and dreams and live them. Something is real to us the moment it affects us. As temporary as it may be, the mind and the heart can be a wonderful place to visit. Because once we escape and once we return to where we left off before, the world is never the same. So now, how about we escape? What's up? So, it is a quite a delicious, delectable, juicy time to be a Kingdom Hearts fan. We got two new games coming out this year. Honestly, not too long after the Remind DLC had dropped. Uh, just dropped just a few months ago, and honestly, it's great. Like, we've have we ever really gotten this amount of content in a single year? I don't really think so. So it's pretty awesome. Now, mind you, I'm not super hyped over these two games we'll be talking about today, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road and Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. By the way, awesome names. Love the names. Um, definitely top tier, honestly, as far as the naming conventions go. Um, definitely some, some of my favorites. Chain of Memories was awesome in the naming. Uh, Dream Drop Distance, really good. Not a big fan of Birth by Sleep. It, it, it's eh, not a big fan of the naming. Uh, Final Chapter Prologue, eh, but you, you see where I'm getting at in multiple days by multiple days. There's a reason why I call it that instead of 358 over two days. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm not saying these names aren't clever or nothing. I'm just not too big of a fan of the naming conventions. But Dark Road and Melody of Memory. Mwah! Delicious. Just delicious. Now... I actually played a little bit of Dark Road. It launched uh, just a few days ago. And for those who don't know, it's an attachment uh, to the Unchained Key game. So you boot up the game and the menu is separated into two. So you have Unchained Key on the right, on the left side and then Dark Road on the right with their own official uh, wallpapers. And you just choose which one you want to go into. You can actually carry over the inf uh, the save file for Unchained Key into Dark Road. I haven't done that yet, but yeah, it looks honestly really cool. It's it's the same team who worked on it before. And, and honestly, I'm kind of still mixed about it because it's not my type of game, but I am into it for the story for sure. And I do like the art style. The art style is cutesy. But would I have preferred this game to be on the... Uh, main consoles and even if it was like I'm not even saying for it to be like a main whole title entry to the series I mean shoot 
I would have preferred to just being a DLC for Kingdom Hearts 3, like another one, just following Zane or the Dark Road, you know, being this whole thing. Because I don't really expect the story to be really huge. But I mean, could it be its own game by itself? Yeah. I mean, they could have, I think they could have handled uh, Dark Road a little differently. But I get it too. Tetsuya Nomura talked about it, um, how with his, um, the way the, team was working it wasn't when he brought up the idea it wasn't something that the team wanted to work on at the time and they're pretty much had to work on other things i.e kingdom Hearts 3 and the future kingdom Hearts 4 and so forth and technically this story is probably nothing that is going to affect the story in the future it's just a story that people are interested in because it's it's Xehanort and we get to play as Xehanort which is really awesome something I actually would have really liked to have done in a, in a honestly since birth by sleep so I get it though it, with the games like this uh Tetsuya is essentially and the team they're essentially just getting it out by any means they can they probably and this is my guess feel free to correct me but my guess is they couldn't really do this as a full-fledged game or dlc because the team had other priorities but he still wanted to do this so he just was like hey the team who worked on unchained key and so forth you guys are pretty open right so work on this so it makes sense and you know they're not just working on kingdom hearts they have final fantasy and all these other games that they work on from time to time you know they switch and divide so i get it but man, do I wish Xehanort Dark Road had a different thing to it. I really wish... Now, mind you, I'm sure the story's going to be great. I like the character designs. Not a big fan of the names, though. But they're they're cool. Very cool designs. I'm really wondering what happened to these characters, though. But I do like how in the intro you start off with these characters. They're traveling throughout the different worlds. You kind of establish what's going on in the story is interesting. I've only been like an hour or so in, so it's the story is really interesting. And I like that they travel among the worlds the same as the uh, Wayfinder crew where they have this armor and their Keyblade pretty much just shifts into a way to travel, a vehicle of sorts. So yeah, I, I like that they're keeping that aspect of it. And I do admire the battle system, the way you can actually just, uh, this is my first impressions, obviously, the way you can just hit auto and it will just go, you don't have to do it yourself, which tells me that this game is super grindy. <laughs> so I may not stick with the game, to be honest, but I'll look forward to checking out the updates of it. But yeah, if you're not a big fan of Unchained Key, you probably won't be a big fan of this game either, but as far as gameplay goes but if you're a big fan of the story i'm sure you'll be very interested in what this has to offer too um i'm hoping we get to see a younger yin Sid because i'm pretty sure yin Sid and zen aren't that far in age because what yin Sid is like 90 or not not <laughs> zaynord is like what 90 by the time kingdom Hearts 3 comes out and Yen said he kind of just looks like he was just born old. I don't know. You ever just look at someone and they just look like they were just always old, even when they were young? Like, I just, I feel like he came out with a beard, you know? Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's a cool game. I, I like my ideal Dark Road would have been either, like I said, either a DLC or having it released 
even if it was like episodic, like how Telltale used to do, used to be, but have it were, you know, like a five episode thing. I think Final Fantasy VII is doing something like that. You know, have it where it's a simplistic thing where you go to these different worlds. So I have it like how the game is, but more 3D and you get to do platforming and stuff like a traditional Kingdom Hearts game. But maybe have it like the old school Kingdom Hearts was where it's very simplistic. You know, you have puzzles and stuff you can solve kind of uncharted like and just do the story like that. Like I would have preferred having it more like that. I'm, I'm just like desperate to play as Xehanort in the standard Kingdom Hearts engine or a previous one, you know, but I um, I think I'll leave it at that for now. I first impressions. I'm OK with it. I probably like I said, I probably won't continue it, but we'll see what happens. You never know. So this is going to be the meat of the whole topic here. Um, I'll be revisiting more information on Dark Road as I, as I uh, continue to play it. But um, dude. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. I gotta admit, when I first saw the the logo itself, I'm like, what? Because I forgot that Tio was saying he had to, he wanted to drop two projects first before going to Kingdom Hearts 4. So lo and behold, I see this logo pop up on a Kingdom Hearts fan page. And I'm trying to remember what their name is. It's uh, the Gummy Phone. I believe they're like the top Kingdom Hearts uh, fan page that I know of on there. And it was kind of funny, like they dropped it before the official Kingdom Hearts fan or the, before the official Kingdom Hearts page did. And I was like, what? What? what what's up with that? So at first, you know, they dropped the logo of it. And then I think the day of or the next day they dropped the trailer. I'm thinking, dude, this can't be fan made. Like this looks too good to be fan made. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh, it's. This is more than just a mini game. This is, oh, this is the whole game. A rhythm game, huh? Okay, uh, I'm feeling it a little bit. Not quite, because I was kind of hoping for something like, I don't know, something like Dream, not maybe not Dream Drop Distance, that wasn't really a filler game. I was kind of hoping for something more like, I don't know, multiple days by multiple days where it's a filler game, yeah, but it has you know, action-based hack-and-slash gameplay that we're used to. Because I can see this game, like, for, for to be honest, I'm definitely looking forward to this game, and I'm probably going to pick it up on the Switch because it's launching on the Switch, which is dope. I think this might be the first Kingdom Hearts game ever to be on the uh, actual, actually on a main console, on a main Nintendo console. Uh, home console. Let me rephrase that. Home console because they came out on the DS, but I and and the Game Boy uh, Advance. But I don't think we ever had a Kingdom Hearts game ever, like a main title game, ever launch on the home consoles or just any Kingdom Hearts game in general besides the mobile version. So this is going to be cool. This is definitely making some progress, and it's coming on the Xbox too because now they're realizing oh there's a market in the xbox community so that's pretty cool it's good to see that kingdom Hearts isn't an exclusive anymore so um after first seeing this game i wasn't really feeling it too much but i'm not really a rhythm game person although it does look fun because uh there's gonna be like 140 songs in it you're gonna be revisiting the classic kingdom Hearts worlds in that same engines so it has it's going to be the same graphical style and at first i'm thinking i mean i was at first i was thinking man i don't really seeing this 
I don't really see this being too good being its its own full game. Mind you, I know it's going to be successful because there's a big community for rhythm games. And I mean, look how Rock Band and Guitar Hero was huge. And I, I mean, what, what, I think the only thing that killed Guitar Hero and Rock Band was that the equipment and stuff, it was such a huge, huge investment to get all the stuff to play the game. So I think if this game is going to be just that, you know, full out, full fledged rhythm game. I think it honestly is going to be popular. And it's good to see that these guys are using their creative. I, I, I got to really hand it to Tetsuya and the crew that make these games, the creative freedom they're given to just explore what works, what they can really do with the Kingdom Hearts games and their characters and see what sticks. Because if this sticks, this could be revisited again in the future because what did they do in the previous games? They had these rhythm style stuff in previous games and people enjoyed it. And honestly, I haven't seen it personally, but I'm sure a lot of people have been asking for a rhythm based game for a while, especially since a lot of the music in the game is just mwah, bangers. So I know without a doubt, I'm looking forward to playing like the, the intro, the intro songs like uh, simple and clean sanctuary face my fears I really hope they're in there. And it's going to be cool, too, because we're going to be seeing not just the Kingdom Hearts 1 stuff. We're going to be seeing Kingdom Hearts 2 stuff, as we saw in the trailer. And probably 3, I mean, 2, because, I mean, 140 songs, that's a lot of songs. It'd be kind of stupid not to include all three uh, games, at least, if, if not more. So my thing is, too, so just seeing this, I was thinking, okay, okay. Launching on launching 2020. This is it. This is the second game he was talking about. And then the trailer just goes quiet. I'm like, wait, there's like a whole minute left on this trailer. And then boom, we get some story. <laughs> we get some story to this. So um, it kind of made sense, too, from the name Melody of Memory. So then it cuts to Kyrie and it cuts to uh, Young Zane, not Young Zane or um, Birth by Sleep. No. Uh, Hollow Bastion Zane. I don't know which, who to, what version to call him. I'll just say Birth by, not Birth by Sleep. I keep saying Birth by Sleep. Hollow Bastion Zane, the one who trained under Ansem the Wise. So we see him with that device we saw in Kingdom Hearts 1 that was, I guess, a time travel device. I don't remember too much about it, but we see him. He's closing the door on somebody. And it started to make me realize about the experiments that happened um, in his time as um, as a uh, underling under Ansem the Wise. You know, they experimented on a number of different kids, one being Patient X, the one that Lee and uh, Aizo were after. And then Kyrie was one of them, too, at, at a certain point. So Kyrie was originally experimented on and then she was sent off as a guinea pig to Destiny Islands. Now, I don't remember exactly why this was done, but as we remember, um, Aqua was the one who casted a spell on Kyrie so that if something bad was to happen, which she sensed happening in the future because of what was going on in this uh, world at the time, she casted a spell that if something was to happen, she would be taken to people who could protect her, i.e. Sora and Riku. So while Ensign the Wise sent her to originally to Destiny Islands for some reason, um, which I think 
Dark Road and possibly Melody of Melody. Me <laughs> Melody of Melody. Wow. Uh, Memory of Melody. Melody of Memory will touch on. And wow, tongue tisters galore. Because as we go on in this trailer, we see flashbacks, which what looked like Kyrie kind of just on the run being chased by, I don't remember if it was Heartless or if it was uh, the Unverse. I think it was the Heartless. So we see memories of Kyrie. And I'm thinking this is going to take place where Kyrie's going to pretty much remember her being experimented on or maybe um, more than that, because I think this game's going to take place during Kyrie's one year hibernation to figure out where uh, Sora is, which makes a lot of sense, because if you think about it, Kyrie has the deepest connection to Sora and Melody of Memory makes a lot of sense, because if you remember during Kingdom Hearts 1, she was pretty much uh, <laughs> she was holed up in Sora's heart and not you know paying rent or nothing that's kind of messed up like how many people were in Sora's heart and he wasn't charging rent or nothing he was just free rent man like come on Sora could have been could have been making bank but anyway so he had like what four people in his heart in Kingdom Hearts 1 <laughs> alone it's crazy but um or Kingdom Hearts 1 up until 2, at least. No, up until 3. We'll say up until 3. It was about 4 people, roughly, in his heart. So, it makes a lot of sense. It's an ingenious thing uh, to revisit these worlds and this the timeline and have this melody-based rhythm thing. You know, it's kind of funny that they're actually giving it a storyline. But I get it, though, because they're going to tie in more things to what's going to happen in Kingdom Hearts 4. Is it the best way to do it? I don't think so, but it's clever. It's very clever, and I I admire them for doing this. Like I'm a big, I'm a big supporter of creative uh, freedom in this type of thing, and I think it's a really cool idea to uh, do this. Um, now, nostalgia purposes, I I love the idea, even though we're probably not going to see Deep Jungle though, because Disney's just for some reason didn't want to renew the. The rights to Tarzan. So that's why we don't see Tarzan in any other uh, game besides the first one, which is such a bummer. But so I think we're going to see a lot of the fall of Hollow Bastion, or at least from Kyrie's perspective, which means we might even see a younger Leon, um, Yuffie, Aerith, and Se. We might see a younger version of them too. Maybe even more of Lee and Isa as they were trying to break into the Hollow Bastion castle to find Patient X, who I think is supposed to be Skull. I don't remember, but either way, dude, this is going to be very interesting. I think the potential here is going to be really good. Now, I got to admit though, I got it. Sorry about the cars driving by. I thought I found an isolated place. Of course, it was quiet for the, like the first five minutes. And then the moment I hit record, oh, cars coming. <laughs> but anyway, um, I really think that a lot of story is going to be told here from mainly from Kyrie's perspective. And uh, what is his name? It's I know it used to be Zexian, but it's an Ienzo. There we go. Ienzo. Now, for some reason, I just imagined Enzo just talking to Kyrie, saying, you know what? We could relive these experiences to find Sora the normal way, like normal people do, just reliving them like a memory. But what if we did it like it was a funky dance party? And Kyrie's just sitting there like, what? Why would you? Listen, hear me out. Hear me out. And he just 
he like it, I could I could just see it in this in the in this in the science room the lab in the in the laboratory. He just has these massive speakers and he just starts playing the music, and she's like just bumping it. She's just head bobbing like, all right, I feel you. Let's do it. And just that's that's the whole start of melody of memory of me, me, why can't I get the name right? Melody of memory. I don't know why I just imagined that, but that'd be so dope. Just Ian's are just like funky beats. He just has these huge, obvious ripoffs of Beats by Dre. But instead of the headphones being normal shaped, they have Mickey. They have a Mickey Mouse insignia. No, no, no. The headphones themselves are shaped like Mickey Mouse. I like the Mickey Mouse head. Like each individual thing that goes in her ear, shaped like that because it's Disney. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think this, the whole, I think the whole reason of this game is to, for Kyrie to revisit these memories, to figure out if she can f strengthen that connection to find out where Sora is. Because uh, later on in the trailer, we have Kyrie and Riku there who end up finding the final world. And we see Sora at, the, at that point there too, maybe not in the same time frame, but I think they get kind of close to finding Sora. And... I think this is probably what's going to lead into Kingdom Hearts 4 is Kairi and Sora, Kairi and Sora, Kairi and Riku pretty much connecting and going off to that world to find Sora. And at one point they find someone who is a hooded figure. It's I think it's just Kairi mainly at this point. And she goes in like, like, who I don't know what he was saying. He was talking smack and Kairi's like, I ain't having it. Just takes out her keyblade and just jumps in a battle, which... It's not the best course of action because she got pretty badly whooped in the uh, final fight in three. But hopefully she gets some respect put on her name in this game because I know she's not a fighter and she hasn't been a fighter for very long. But dude, dude, why are you training with Merlin? I mean, that's a whole topic for another side. You should have been training with Yen Sid. He was the actual Keyblade Master. Don't train with Merlin. But anyway, whatever. I mean, yeah, he's a magic person and Kyrie and Axel could use the magic, but dude, dude, they need Keyblade. They need Keyblade training, dude. Seriously. So I think this is going to be really cool. Um, I'm wondering how often these cutscenes are going to play, though. I'm hoping that's not just the secret ending. I'm hoping that's not a glimpse of the secret ending we saw there. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that as we progress through Melody of Memory, we see cutscenes like this. And it just goes from there. I really hope that's what's going to happen. I really hope that this whole game is actually legit story based. And it's just Kyrie figuring out or getting hints uh, and gets closer and closer to where Sora actually is. And other than that, yeah, I think this will be a fun game. I really hope they don't charge full price for it. Because unless there's other gameplay mechanics outside of the rhythm based stuff... This game should not be any more than 40 bucks, if even. It should not be, ev not even that. I think maybe 30. The lowest, 30. But the highest, 40. Like, this does not, I don't think rhythm-based games should be any more than, they should not be a full retail price game. I don't think they, like, don't get me wrong, I know a lot goes into these rhythm-based games, but I don't think it has enough content in it to be a full fully priced retail standard game at 60 bucks so 
but I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm really glad to see too on Instagram that a lot of people were showing their excitement for it. Uh, the Anson Reports was talking about how excited they were too. Um, not super hyped, but looking forward to it like I am. I think we kind of share that same level of excitement for it. Um, and it, honestly, it'll be the first rhythm game I own, so that'd be kind of cool. And I really hope that it drives uh, what Kyrie, who Kyrie is, especially and and grows her as a character, especially a fighter, because Kyrie is, I think she's been too long the damsel in distress and distress. What in the world? Distress. I don't know where that P came from. Um, I hope that this is the story where she finally grows and becomes a true Keyblade wielder and not someone that Sora has to constantly rescue. Now, mind you, Kyrie has saved Sora twice and at very pivotal moments. Like, she saved him legitimately from dying twice. It wasn't just, oh, I saved you from getting cut here or getting a humongous slam on the head or something or getting knocked out. No, she saved him from death. Like Kingdom Hearts 1, she saved him from staying as a heartless. And in two, or no, and one, she saved him from becoming a heartless. And three, she legit saved him from dying. Like at least in three, at least in one, he was able to be, uh, he was able to become whole again, like he did. But in three, she had to like do a whole bunch of other things to save him. <laughs> but, um, and of course he paid her back, but yeah, I think this, uh, like I'm not knocking Kyra. She's definitely, she's definitely had some good moments, but she could have some better ones. Um, all in all though, I think that's all I can really talk about this. Um, I really hope in, in the future though, I, this is one thing that I really hope will be a learning experience for, uh, the crew that they make more console released games and kind of shy away from the mobile and um, phone based games in the future, because it's good to see that they're not doing as many mobile games anymore because I, the 3DS is still very popular, but I think the switch kind of bypassed that in the mobile category. And the 3DS is really the only relevant mobile thing out there now besides the phone so it kind of makes sense why they didn't try to put this on the phone i'm really glad they didn't honestly so hopefully that uh, melody of memory is the first step forward to them making more console-based games and i'm not saying that i'm not saying mobile gaming is gone, dead or dying or anything i don't think it is i think it's slowed down because we don't have I shouldn't really say that. I don't think it's really slowed down, but I think the capabilities have been more ease of access on the consoles because the Switch is mobile, tablets and so forth are being more are more powerful so we can handle more games. Um but I think Square Enix is realizing, yeah, we we should stick to more of the console-based games because people you, you don't want to isolate your fan base like you've done in the past. And I think that was the major issue with the, uh, what was it? The, the phase one of Kingdom Hearts, because now I think, I think if I remember correctly, Tetsuya Nomura was talking about how phase two is going to start, I think with Kingdom Hearts four. So hopefully phase two means more console based games 
And if you want to do more like experimentations, just do DLC. Seriously, just do DLC. Don't bother releasing more stuff on the phones and stuff. And because I, I, I want to play all the games I can, but I don't want to play the phone ones. I love the story, but I don't want to play the games. So please, please <laughs> do more console based stuff. Even if it's more rhythm based stuff like this, I'm still going to I'm, st I'm going to be more intrigued to get those games and then play them on the phone because on the phones they are going to be more grindy. You got the in-app purchases. It's just they're made to be grindy. And I'm not a big fan of that. But I think that these games are going to be really good, um, at least story-wise. Um, Gameplay-wise, eh, I'm here. Let's just say that I'm more excited for four than ever because now that we have these two games out, that means Kingdom Hearts Four is literally the next thing they're going to be working on now, as far as Kingdom Hearts goes. So, yeah, that means these games are out of the way now. <laughs> so, I think I'll leave it at that. Um. Um, I think that's all I can really think of. Uh, great names for the games. Um, the stories are looking like they have great potential. Gameplay-wise, it's the least interesting thing for me. But I'm looking forward to them regardless. And here's to hoping we'll get less isolation and more console-related stuff in the future. Especially now that the games are not uh, exclusive anymore. So... Yeah, this is a big, big moment for the Kingdom Hearts community. And I think we're going in a very good direction. So those are my first impressions. Um, next time I talk about Dark Road, I'll have more stuff related to the story, whether it's my personal experience or stuff I watched online. And we'll go from there. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see more of these characters in future installments and uh, future games. Because I really hope that those other four characters, that Xehanort and... Um, Ericus, I hope they're not dead, but we'll see. I mean, Ericus and Xehanort are technically dead now, so you never know. Maybe they perished in the... Actually, no, the Keyblade War happened before them, so who knows what will happen. Um, here's to hoping Melody of Memory will have more Master of Masters, because that's my thing. I think that Huda figure is either going to be Master of Masters, or he's going to be Xehanort for the thousandth time, or it may even be... Um, I don't know, because it might be a different person, because shouldn't we have recognized the voice actor of that character, even though, even though it was Japanese? Shouldn't we have recognized the Japanese voice actor of that character? So maybe it is a new person, just in another, yet another person in the hooded figure, uh, in the hooded figure look. So I don't know. I guess it might be a new character then, because that should have been a dead giveaway. But, ah, well. I mean, they would have showed the face, right? If it wasn't, if it was someone we knew. So... I guess that's another thing there. I don't think it would... I don't think it would be... Um, I don't think it would be... Why am I forgetting his name? The... Wow, I forgot his name. He was... Shoot. <laughs> he was a Toy Story. The guy who looks like Riku. Um, and who's supposedly supposed to be Noctis. I forgot who... Yazora. There we go. I love that name, by the way. It's funny, hilarious how I forgot, even though I love the name. I thought it'd be Yuzora, because I don't really see him in a need to wear that cloak, but whatever. All right, I guess I'll leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think this is going to be phenomenal, because I would love to see more of Hollow Bastion, and I'm looking forward to seeing all these worlds again in the Kingdom Hearts 1 graphics and 
I'm looking forward to just playing and listening to, vibing to the music and just pressing buttons and stuff. Uh, it's going to be a cool game to chill to, honestly. I think I think it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm getting more excited now that I'm thinking about it because it'll be very... It'd be very fun to chill to. And it'd be, I'm seeing that it's going to have some moments where you got to be really on your P's and Q's with the button pressing and the timing. So, I mean, that is rhythm based game, right? It has to have some kind of challenge to it. So I'm thinking this would be really cool. I wonder if there's going to be any, uh, difficulty levels to it. I don't know. We'll see, but that'd be cool. Um, okay. So I think I'll leave it at this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what all we'll be able to do. It looks like there'll be co-op too, because I saw Sora and Riku at one point on there. So that'd be kind of really awesome to have. Um, it's going to explore different worlds because we saw the Keyblade Graveyard. We saw the final fight with Xemnas. And it looks like, it looks like the environment may hurt you too, not just the Heartless or whatever that will appear on the, uh, road or the note sheet that you kind of run on. So that'd be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think this would be a really cool to vibe too. But I'm hoping it has a difficulty level. I hope there will be like um, a viewer where you can watch the cutscenes if there are any additional cutscenes besides what we saw. Um, but I'm, like I said, I'm hoping that after you, as you progress through it, I hope there's actual storytelling cutscenes throughout the game. And I'm hoping there's a movie the feature where we can view them all and go from there. So. Yeah, I'm thinking this will be really cool. I'm looking forward to them diving more into Xehanort and hopefully more of what really went down in Hollow Bastion during those early years, especially relating to Kyrie. Maybe we'll see Kyrie's grandma. Hopefully she's a relevant character. Maybe she's not. I would like for her to be, but we'll see. All right. Until next time, when the wind hits us, see you again. I'll see you in the next escape. And we interrupt this podcast episode for a brief commercial break. Our sponsor has something important to say. The floor is yours, figuratively speaking. Oh, wait, the microphone is yours. That's better. Ooh, another chapter concludes, baby. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way, more people can see it, whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed. And, if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout-out in our next episode. But, due to my podcasts being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries, to ensure I see your rating, send me a copy of it either via email or preferably on Instagram with the subject included being either A-OK -okay or I believe in monsters, whatever, if possible. So social media like that to my other podcasts like I Believe in Monsters, A-OK, -okay, and the future one I'll be featured on titled Popcast. The show notes will include the links to that below.
Special shout out to David Felician for the excellent track Firestyle used for my AOK and I Believe in Monsters podcast background music and for Emac for his multiple phenomenal contributions to the I Believe in Monsters series soundtrack like its intro and outro titled Her Love. Other songs by them featured in future episodes will also be displayed in the show notes below. So do be sure to support these artists by checking out the link to their work as well. The intro song for AOK titled We Are The Future was produced by me. If you like a copy of it, let me know. Until next time, later days. <laughs>